Hello and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's November 3rd, 2022, and this is episode 92. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Opening tomorrow in theaters are a couple of dramas. Uh, first up is The Banshees of Inishirin. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it's from Searchlight Pictures. It's directed by Martin McDonough. And this movie is set on a remote island off of the west coast of Ireland. And it follows two lifelong friends, Patrick, uh, played by Colin Farrell, and Colm, played by Brendan Gleeson, who find themselves at an impasse when Calm unexpectedly puts an end to their friendship. A stunned Patrick, aided by his sister Siobhan, and I hope I'm saying that right, uh, pronounced, or, excuse me, played by Carrie Condon, uh, and a troubled young Islander boy, Dominic, who's played by Barry Keegan, endeavors to repair the relationship, uh, refusing to take no for an answer. But Patrick's repeated efforts only strengthen his former friend's resolve, and when Calm delivers a desperate ultimatum, events swiftly, escal- swiftly escalate with shocking consequences. Uh, the Banshees of Indusherian is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for language throughout, some violent content, and brief graphic nudity. Uh, you know, I've seen the trailer for this film. It looks like it's very well acted and well, well put together. Uh, given the description, it sounds like it's pretty dark. <laughs> it, goes, it goes from a pretty dark place. But it could be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm curious in checking this one out. Next up is Armageddon Time, which is a uh, another drama, of course, from Focus Features. It's directed by James Gray, and it's a deeply personal story on the strength of family, the complexity of friendship, and the generational pursuit of the American dream. The film features an all-star cast, including Anthony Hopkins, Anne Hathaway, and Jeremy Strong, and from what I understand, in large part, it's about uh, two boys. Uh, one is black, uh, and and one is white. And as they are getting kind of easing their way into a complicated friendship, one overly prescribed by their respective races and class backgrounds, and the time and place in which both men live. So uh, looks like it's 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 a Treatise on racism, racism among other things, uh, but it looks like it, 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 it looks compelling, and and again, I, this one I'm I'm interested in checking out too. Armageddon Time is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for language and some drug use involving minors. Uh, then next Friday, November 11th, uh, the next uh, Marvel Studios comic book film. Uh, is is opening up. It's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, um, a.k.a. Black Panther 2. This film is written and directed by Ryan Coogler, who wrote and directed, directed the first Black Panther film that came out in, excuse me, in 2018. As you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played uh, T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, uh, tragically died. Uh, and uh, he had been sick for a while, and in fact, I think was sick in the, during the filming of the original film. Uh, 
and was able to hide it from everybody. And Ryan Coogler wrote a sequel, just you know, planning that 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 Chadwick Boseman was going to be in it. And uh, after Boseman's tragic death, uh, Ryan Coogler had to, through his grief, kind of re re sort it out and, and, and create a different story. And so, uh, hopefully you've seen the trailers for this. It looks like it's going to be solid. We got, we're going to figure out who's going to be the next Black Panther. Uh, my guess is that it's Shuri, the little sister, played by Letitia Wright, but that's just a guess. Who knows? Uh, but it looks like it's going to be epic, and, and uh, I've seen some interviews with Ryan Coogler and, and some of the cast that they're out because they're starting to do their press tour for, for this film. And it sounds like it's a fitting tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and to you know, to the character of T'Challa, uh, and also a way for them to uh, move forward for, for, through their grief and and into uh, the next chapter. So uh, I'm looking forward to this film. Going to be seeing it for sure, and I will probably the next episode of this podcast I will have a review of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for sequences of strong violence, action, and some language. So again, opening tomorrow, November 4th, The Banshees of Inishirin and Armageddon Time, and then opening on November 11th is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. For Classic Cinema Corner, just a couple of of things to make you aware of if you haven't already heard. Uh, the classic film Plane, excuse me, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles uh, from 1987. It's celebrating its 35th anniversary. Uh, this film is getting uh, going to be screened uh, courtesy of Paramount Pictures and Fathom Events on Sunday, November 6th, and Monday, November 7th. This is a Fathom event. So uh, fathomevents.com, I will have links to this in the podcast notes on my blog if you need it. Uh, this film, uh, written and directed by John Hughes, starring John Candy and Steve Martin, is really just just kind of a classic comedy uh, from, the, from the 80s. Uh, John Hughes just really delivered some great, great comedies during this time period, and this is definitely one of them, and a great a great film, I think, for the for for the holiday season too. So, planes, trains, and automobiles playing November sixth and seventh. Uh, check fathomevents.com for if for uh, to find a theater near you where this is where this is playing. Usually, these play maybe once or twice a day, so you gotta you know uh, be on your game to see what you can find because uh, it's not it doesn't necessarily play all day uh, on those on those two dates. Uh, next up. Is is the uh, November entry in the TCM Big Screen Classics series, and uh, TCM is going to be screening the great film To Kill a Mockingbird, which actually is celebrating its 60th anniversary. It came out in 1962. This wonderful drama starring Gregory Peck is an adaptation of the beloved novel, and uh, by Harper Lee, and just just an excellent excellent film. So I'm excited to see this on the big screen. And 
uh, I hope I hope if this is something you're interested in, you'll be able to get to see it as well. It's uh, again on Sunday, November thirteenth, and Wednesday, November sixteenth. You can go to fathomevents.com/tcm for more details, and I'll have links to this on the podcast notes on my blog. So, so uh, definitely check out if you can. I mean, of course, if you want to, planes, trains, and automobiles, November sixth and seventh, and to kill a mockingbird, November thirteenth and sixteenth. Both in theaters. I'm reviving my three by uh, segment, which I haven't done for a while. This is uh, a segment that I where I dissect three films by a particular director. And the director I've selected is uh, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall was a you know comedic actress and and also a, a I think a very good director. She was born in 1943 and sadly died in 2018. Uh, I decided to to talk about Penny because she one of her I think one of her best films, which I'll be talking about in detail in a minute, uh, but it's it's a league of their own, and uh, because baseball season season is ending, you know it's the World Series uh, right now, and baseball is going to be done until next spring. Uh, just made me think of of uh, what's one of my favorite baseball movies, and it's definitely a league of their own. And then and then uh, to talk about a couple other movies that I've recently watched that Penny Marshall directed. Um, just as a bit of trivia, Penny is a sister to the director Gary Marshall, who uh, also is a director, actor, and a director. And uh, anyway, just uh, <laughs> for what it's worth, I sometimes remember getting confused what their relationship was, their brother and sister. So, first up, uh, I want to talk about um, one of Penny's earlier films. And it was from 1986. It's called Jumpin' Jack Flash. And it's a... Um, basically, I felt like it was a vehicle for Whoopi Goldberg, who was really just emerging as, you know, an actor and an entertainer there in the mid, mid-80s. mid And this script that's got a pretty good, uh, you know, pedigree... Um, Charles Shire and Nancy Myers get a screenplay credit, as well as David Franzoni and Chris Thompson. Uh, but it's this it's this interesting s- story about uh, a woman who is working at a computer uh, security firm, and uh, well, I guess technically she's work she works like in security at a bank if I am remembering it correctly, <laughs> um, who is thrust into the world of international espionage after she inadvertently receives a coded message from a British spy. So so uh, it's, you know, this kind of, this story, this innocent person gets involved with all this crazy uh, espionage. Uh, it also stars uh, Stephen Collins, Carol Kane, Annie Potts, and Jonathan Price. Well, and John Lovitz is in it too. Phil Hartman. It's got a great, a lot of great 
uh, you know, comedians and a really solid cast. Uh, Jonathan Price plays the uh, the British spy that that uh, they get involved with. I thought that this movie was okay, but not great. And fr- frankly, I was hoping for something better. You know, it's kind of. Uh, it's, I mean, these plots can be kind of fun about, you know, an innocent person who's who gets involved with all this uh, crazy uh, spy stuff kind of, in, in you know, inadvertently and, and a bit against her will. But, uh, and again, I just have to say, I, and, and I don't know that I necessarily attribute it to Penny Marshall or to the script or just to the overall execution but I just, I just really didn't love, I didn't love this film. I was happy to see it because I remember when it came out, and I, you know, and again, thinking that this was just a real vehicle for Whoopi Goldberg. But um, anyway, I just thought it was okay. But given the cast, and if you like kind of these '80s comedies, um, you you might want to to check it out again. That's Jumpin' Jack Flash uh, from nineteen. 86. Uh, the next film that I watched recently uh, from Penny Marshall was from 1990, and it's called Awakenings. And talk about the very different kind of picture <laughs> from Jumping Jack Flash. She goes from kind of this crazy spy comedy thriller to a really thought provoking drama about. Uh, victims of 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 a and it's based on a true story, but victims of an encephalitis epidemic that have been catatonic, or that you know the, that were really kind of brain dead, but a new drug gets discovered that uh, revives the that that has the prospect of reviving them, and. Uh, this film stars Robin Williams as this doctor who is uh, passionate about this and just feeling like he really wants to help these poor people, you know, these people that have been stuck in this catatonic state uh, to help, you know, awaken them. Uh, but then there's a lot of risks involved as well with it in that, you know, can they stay in this awakened state or what's going to happen to them, you know, longer term. Uh, it's also stars uh, Julie Kavner as, as, as the nurse who's helping Robert Williams. And then Robert De Niro plays the main, uh, I guess, quote unquote patient who gets, who gets awakened from the drug. It's, it's, it's a fascinating film, very well acted, you know, tragic and, you know, kind of a tearjerker, really. Yeah. But but I just thought Penny Marshall showed such a deft touch with with this type of film, which again was just so different from 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 uh, the craziness of Jumping Jack Flash. This 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 had just a lot of of depth and and very a very compelling uh, drama. So. I'd actually recommend Awakenings if you if you're ready for something that's you know sad but 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 just an excellent film. Uh, then we get to the third film 
that I want to talk about in her her filmography here with here with uh, this three by. And so this was this was made in 1992, so a couple years after Awakenings, but and then the one I brought up, it's the League of Their Own. So just the great baseball movie. Uh, it's it's got uh, you know it's based on on true events with a lot of kind of different you know caricatures or types thrown in. Although I think that they did a good job about you know just giving you the sense of what this experience. Was like uh, during World War II, uh, there was a professional baseball league developed uh, with women baseball players, because all the, you know the men were off uh, were off fighting the war. So so this this uh, this drama talks about specifically about two sisters that are played by uh, Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Uh, Gina Davis is the big sister named Dottie, and she's a, she's an excellent athlete. And then uh, Lori Petty plays her sister, little sister Kit, who is kind of living in the shadow of the big sister uh, and who's a good player but not necessarily as disciplined uh, or as emotionally, um, uh, you know, just kind of capable of, of, dealing with, of, of dealing with life. So uh, it also stars... Tom Hanks, who plays their, who plays their coach, uh, Tom Hanks is just absolutely fantastic in this role. This coach is basically a drunk because, you know, he's he doesn't this. He I think he's he's capable, but he just kind of drowns his problems in in alcohol. And also, uh, I don't think he doesn't doesn't necessarily want. He needs the job, but doesn't doesn't necessarily want the job of coaching these female players. Uh, Tom Davis, excuse me, Tom Hanks and Gina Davis have have a great uh, rapport in this in this film. You know, they're 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 act, you know, just they're acting off each other as well as just these characters, the way that they've been, the way they've been written. And then it's just got a great supporting cast. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna play kind of these buddies that that. Uh, that are in it, and, and you know it's actually a good film that Madonna <laughs> Madonna was in, and she plays a supporting role, and she and, and she does it well. And Rosie McDon- Rosie O'Donnell's very funny, uh, and then just 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 overall a terrific a terrific cast, and a wonderful film about baseball, and this particular you know episode, uh, and and uh, and just a real slice of life movie. Uh, I just feel like it it, it it captures the sport, it captures the era, and and it's just a supremely entertaining film. Uh, Amazon Prime is has created a mini series now about this same thing, you know, about this this female baseball league uh, that they've put on on their Amazon Prime service. I haven't watched it yet. And honestly, I don't know if they're using like the same characters from the film, if it, if it's its own thing. But this is ne- not necessary to be confused with the Amazon Prime series. You should you know find find this movie, um, A League of Their Own from 1992, expertly directed by Penny Marshall. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. 
Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Instagram. My handle is at moviespap, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.